When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. Today we're talking supplements and pharmaceuticals with the president of Omega Alpha Equine. Based over in Canada, it's Dr. Gordon Chang. And we're going back to the roots of supplements, to the science what really do supplements do? Supplements are a complete mind-boggling world that we get pushed into when we have horses. Equally, for us humans as well, we hear of people having supplements all the time. So which supplements are right for your horse? Why should we ignore the marketing jargon and go back to the scientists? Dr. Chang will be able to give us some advice. This is Horse Hour. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Dr. I don't know what to call you. I don't know whether to call you Dr. Gordon or Dr. Chang. <laughs> no, no, just Gordon is fine, thank you. <laughs> well, I've been so excited about speaking to you. Well, no, no, it's my pleasure to be to be on your show. Well, I think what we're going to do is explain about supplements. Um, I am a okay. complete super fan. I think the main the main thing really is that we are inundated with supplement ranges and marketing mm-hmm. rubbish. And I want to cut yeah. through really and say, look, you know, behind all the marketing, there are a few key products out there that actually really do work. And this is one of those ranges that do work. Okay. Basically, um, background in a nutshell um, I graduated from the University of Toronto, 1989. Started Omega Alpha in 1992, and basically we started off selling human product, right? Oh, wow. And at that, yeah, at that time in Canada, what was happening was that, um, you know, it was completely unregulated, right? And what was uh, we? I started off the company with the idea of manufacturing OTC pharmaceuticals. With a uh, with a uh, uh, PhD under my belt, I figured, okay, that's something we can do, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, private label, etc. And then, basically, what happened then was I said, okay, um, being a novice and a newbie, I came out with it, knew nobody in the in the pharmaceutical realm, so got a few contracts, few and far between. And as I say to everybody, I like to eat. <laughs> okay. And unfortunately, those few contracts few and far between was not enough for us to make a go of it. So I basically fell into the natural products realm because one of the interesting things is because at that time, the natural products realm was unregulated. Uh, but we had the science because of a PhD, you know, uh, we approached a lot of these things from a scientific point of view. And cutting through the chase, we basically um, 
started doing the human stuff and about five, six, seven years into it, we fellow walked through my doors and says, Gordon, will this stuff work on horses? And I said, sure. The key here for horses is to make sure you have a high enough dose to see an effect, right? Mm. Basic pharmacology. Mm-hmm. And that's what we basically started doing, right? And then, you know, the nice thing is we've been at, at this now for a horse world in Canada probably for about close to 20 years. Wow. And I said to anybody, the nice thing about being doing this for 20 years, um, we are probably the biggest um, supplier of equine supplements in Canada. Now, that sounds great, except that the Canadian market, you know, is, is small mm-hmm. compared to the UK market for these things, right? Uh, but the nice thing is horse people love to talk. <laughs> so if you go on if you go on uh, blog sites, etc., uh, you know, and because we're doing it close to 20 years, you will have a lot of unbiased, um, how would I say, unbiased stories about whether the products work or they don't work, mm. as the case may be. And I think invariably we are, you know, most people say that they get a very good result with what, with what we produce. Well, I'm, I'm one of those people. I mean, um, excuse me for being so, I feel so ignorant, Gordon, because I'm relatively late into the industry um, and obviously I'm based mm-hmm. in the UK. So for us over here, it's quite new. We're lucky because we've had a, a load of Canadian riders come over going, hey, you know, these are the supplement ranges that I'm using. Uh, Selena O'Hanlon, she she uses um, Omega Alpha. And um, so I thought, you know, I'm hearing quite a lot. I, I like to have uh, a try new things that, that aren't really known. And for 20 years, you've been so mm-hmm. popular in Canada, but, but you're relatively new in the UK. So I thought I'm going to give you a go. So I was introduced to you and um, to your range, and I tried Healthy Horse. And I am not a sucker for marketing, okay? I really hate the fact that there are so many products out there, Gordon, that are, you know, just thrown, let's just stick a supplement thing on the front of it and let's call it a supplement yeah. is going to help and actually you know nine times out of ten it's you know a little bit of a herbal remedy um and mm-hmm. and i just loved healthy horse i tried it for my yearling and it had liver flush and gut flush and you've now got me hooked so much on supplements that i'm thinking what can i eat myself so for <laughs> <laughs> it's gone the other way around and you know i'd never thought about having supplements for my dog before and you've got a, uh, you know, you've got a great supplement range for, for pets as well, which I'm, I'm interested in looking into. But I guess the yeah. reason that I asked for you to join us, and I'm so grateful that you, you know, you have the time to speak to us, is why is it so different? Um, I've heard lots of theories about different supplement ranges and what makes them special. Um, but this one, to me, just... You know, the proof's in the pudding. And like you said, people do talk. Yeah. And if they are they are shouting about it and saying, you know, this actually is working within, you know, within a week, I could see a difference in my horse, which really, as I'm not a scientist, I was very yeah. pleasantly surprised. Now, somebody mentioned to me it's because your products are liquid. Is 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 that it or is it the composition? Yeah. It's a it's a well. Partially is a composition, but a lot of it is a liquid. I mean, in all fairness to everybody, as I say to them, we did not invent the use of herbals for horses. There's tons of companies doing that. Even in England, I know that there are tons of people who who give herbs to their horses. Mm-hmm. All right. What 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 the problem with those folks who do it is all they do is they take the herbs, they grind it up into a fine powder, and they say, ah, um, horses are herbivores, so they'll be able to extract the active ingredients fast, etc., and they'll get the effects of it. Well, the biggest problem with doing it that way 
is that first of all, horses like people, they have taste buds. Some some herbs they love, some herbs they can't stand. And a lot of times medicinal herbs are probably herbs they don't like to, to taste too much, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you have a bigger problem getting them to eat it. Now, in order to make it taste good, you've got to add stuff in there to flavor it, just for flavoring. Well, if you're selling things by the pound, or in, in the case, by the kilogram, for every little thing you add to make it taste good, if you add a, an ounce of, say, fennel to make it taste good, you've you got to take an ounce of active ingredient out, right? So you're getting a, so first of all, you, you're getting a low dose. Secondly, more importantly, it's the digestive process. The digestive process is slow, right? So, and it doesn't happen all at once. So if you take a mouthful of herb, right, by the time you get the actives out, you're looking at three or four hours and you're getting it out in drips and drabs. You don't get it out in a, in a bolus, right? Mm-hmm. So because of that, people don't see the results. The analogy I'll use is if you drink a cup of coffee in the morning, right, and we brewed a cup of coffee, you drink a cup of coffee, within about 10 minutes, you get the hit, the caffeine hit, because all that caffeine is sitting in one cup of coffee, and you drink it, you your body absorbs the caffeine very quickly. Yes. Now, think of it if I gave you the coffee as in coffee grounds, and say, here, digest this, right? Well, you, you know the digestive process is slow, so as it goes down the GI tract, and if you know about the digestive process, from the top of the GI tract, all the way down to the bottom of the GI tract can take hours, okay? And if you're continually digesting over that time, you're getting the caffeine out in drips and drabs, drips and drabs. Well, you can go the whole day without even getting the caffeine kick, Mm. right? And one of the things we are able to do is we concentrate up the the actives too. So if you think of it um, like like an espresso, right? We can make a lot, we can take a big bunch of coffee, right? And concentrate it down to a small cup, right? right? So you get all that caffeine in that small cup, mm. right? So this is the caffeine analogy, right? So we do the same thing with some of the with the herbal formulas that we use, right? Oh, it, make, it makes but so a lot much of, sense. So you're making yeah. me feel like I'm drinking too much caffeine now. I need to be starting to be having it in powder form. Maybe <laughs> maybe I won't be so wired all the time. So no, and then I guess it's the composition. So once you've got the amount that you and, need, and it's yeah. also. Yeah, it's also the formula of the herbs that we use also, right? Anyway, anyway so that, that, that's a little bit of the gist of it, of, of what we do. And and as I said, we, we've been doing this now for a while. And, and as I said, the nice thing is after a while, people talk, mm. right? And word of mouth gets out. A friend of mine used to say, you know, word of mouth is great, <laughs> except that you'll probably starve before word of mouth actually takes effect. So that's why whether you like it or not, you've got to put some money into marketing, mm. get it out there, get people to know about it. And then word of mouth takes over. <laughs> so so can you explain to me a little bit more about the um, herbal side of it? I mean, how much is based on, on herbs and how much is it, is, is it based? Because your, your theory, not your theory, but your, your strap line really oh. is it's supplements through science, effective supplements through science. So where does, where does it change from being a herbal organic remedy to a scientific based pharmaceutical range okay let me explain um one of the things that if you look at all the most of the herbal products out there they're not based on a lot of scientific study we use we use a lot of chinese herbs in our in our products and we use a lot of ayurvedic herbs in our products too and the reason we do that is because 
there is a lot of information in the scientific literature on these herbs, how they act, what they do, what actives they have. And what actives they have is very important also. Because if you don't know what the actives are in there, okay, you might inadvertently give somebody a herb which will trigger a positive drug test in the competition Mm -hmm. world. And that's a kiss to death. You do not want that ever, ever, ever to happen. Okay? So so that's why we we do this. And so we, before we put anything together, we we look at the scientific literature. We look at what the herbs do. For example, if I am looking for something that has an anti-inflammatory effect, okay? We have to choose the herbs that we, we know that will have an anti-inflammatory effect. And so there's a lot of literature on, on that, on the herbs that we use. So we, we get the information, we look at it, etc., and we determine what is an active dose, how much it is we actually need to use, etc., to get an effect. Now, one of the things that we're also um, cognizant of is the fact that um, some year to year to year, some of these herbs, the amount of active varies from herb to herb from where it's grown the the um whether it was sunny that year or whether it had um, lots of rain the, the the concentration of the active changes really? and as an example as an example i'll use apples okay the, i know my kids when they were growing up we we lived on apple juice there was sometimes you buy the apple juice and it's light yellow and sour mm. And sometimes you buy the apple juice, it was dark, dark yellow and very sweet, right? And that just is because the apples that they got, um, you know, it might be the same type of apples, but the apples that they got, the sugar concentration was different because that year it was probably a, a nice sunny sunny year, so mm-hmm. the, the sugar had a chance to concentrate up, so you had a higher sugar content, right? It's the same thing with, with herbs and, and any of the actives, right? And also, what we also realized, a lot of animals, they're like people. Everybody's biochemistry is different. How many times have you heard of people saying, you know what, I have a headache, but if I use ibuprofen, Mm -hmm. right, it does not work for me. Whereas if I use acetaminophen, it works like a charm and vice versa, Mm -hmm. right? So it's the same thing with animals. For whatever reason, certain pathways seem not to work on certain animals, etc. So what we did we started to use formulated herbal products. And the reason we use the formulated ones is because the herbs that we would choose, for example, if I want something for as an anti-inflammatory effect, okay, there are many pathways to anti-inflammatory effect. So what we did was we picked herbs which worked on different pathways and put it together. So the idea was that, one, if, if, one, if one animal it didn't work, for whatever reason, the biochemical pathway was different. It didn't react with that, that biochemical pathway. There were other herbs in there which will affect that biochemical, the other biochemical pathways, which will then create the net effect, which is anti-inflammatory, what we're looking for, yeah. right? Mm. And so we know from year to year, batch to batch, the product will have a desired effect. Right, as opposed to if we use one single herb only, right? Sometimes that one single herb will not work for that one animal, right? So that's one. Secondly, we use formulated formulated products too because sometimes if 
for for example, I have an animal that that may have a uh, that doesn't agree. One hoop doesn't agree with the animal, right? It's like anything else. It all boils down to dosage. So if I give that animal too much of that one particular hoop, they may get a reaction. Mm. Uh, whereas if I have it in a formulated product, the cons- the amount of that one active is going to be a lot less. So they're not going to have a reaction. And so you right? don't want them to have a, you do? I'm a little bit confused now. Do you want them to have a reaction or so you don't? Side, side effects. Side effects, Side effects, right, okay. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Side effects is what I'm talking ah. about, right? Mm. So that's, that's the idea with it. So when we use a formulated product, it doesn't happen. Uh, one of the things I have to address with, with herbal products is safety. Herbal products are very, very, very safe. Uh, and I'll use the herbal products that are commonly sold and commonly used are very, very, very safe. Anything that is poisonous, noxious, toxic, mm. nobody in their right mind would sell anything like that in the regular marketplace. Those type of products are probably only going to be used by trained professionals, mm. right? And since we are not uh, our product line is not really meant for trained professionals. We stay away from anything that's potentially toxic. Um, equally, right? you're not allowed to either. I mean, there are so many rules and regulations. You know, the, the, no, you're not allowed mm-hmm. to have check. There's no prohibited substances in there. It's very, very highly regulated. And equally, it's differently regulated for each country. So before you're even allowed to sell in the, con- in, in the UK, for example, or Canada, you know, there are tests and, and certificates and all these things that you need to know. So yeah. you need to, to, uh, they need to be approved. So we know that when it, by the time it's on the shelf, it's been tested so many times. We know it's going to be safe. It's got to be. Yeah. But, but even after having said that it's been tested, tested, it's usually tested for safety, but it's not tested for safety. Um, like, for example, some people, if, I, if you wanted, you can get herbal products that have caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not necessarily using coffee, coffee beans. There are other herbs that do have significant amount of caffeine in it. Right, so if you don't know what you're doing, you can end up buying something with caffeine. Now, but caffeine's really bad for circums- horses, isn't it? Well, under normal circumstances, if you are a just a regular, uh, as Nikki would say, a happy hacker, mm-hmm. right, it's not an issue. The the Biggest problem with caffeine is if you are in the FEI circuit, right, and you get a positive caffeine test, it's a kiss of death, mm. right? And so one of the things that we did was we tr- we made sure that whatever we had in there, right, was well within the FEI rules, right? Now the the certification, etc., on the uh, to get it on the on the shelf does not address those things. Wow! Right. Mm. So, you know, but um, one of the things, in Canada, we are very regulated. Um, we have something called the uh, NN process, which is the um, natural number process. I believe that's what the NN stands for. Uh, on the human side, we have to be site licensed and, and our facilities have to be GMP. So all of our products are made in our facilities, mm. right? We, everything we sell, we are the manufacturers. Right. Yeah, but great, and, and also um, in your own in your own labs, which I love that fact, and, and it does give me a sense of security knowing that you make it for humans as well, and that you're a doctor. 
you know, you are actually a doctor. So I'm thinking, you know, if someone's going to be telling me what's good for my horse, it's someone that understands, really, really understands the human and 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 the horse. Um, but but from 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 understanding the chemical element of the body and the horse's body and and how things interact. How did you get from doing that to um, actually creating products and, and using these herbs? Was that your, your own heritage? No, no, no. Not, I, I, okay, first of, first of all, um, the, the basic physiology of all mammals are the same. Okay? The digestive process is the same, basically meaning that if we eat something, all right, you have to break it down into um, the carbohydrates have to break it down, broken down into simple sugars mm-hmm. before they can be absorbed. Right, all all mammals work that way. Basically, all animals work that way. Your your basic um, your, your basic biochemistry is the same, meaning the way your your vitamins will work, etc., on the body is all the same. What the difference is is that, for example, um, horses can generate their own vitamin C. Wow. Men cannot. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, and the the reason horses can generate their own vitamin C, some of it comes from the type of bacteria they have in their gut. Right, some of it comes from their own innate biochemical processes. They can make enough. They can make, I should say, not not necessarily enough, but they can make enough vitamin C for them to survive. Right, if you have a horse that's under competition, you may not. They may be using up their vitamin C stores faster than they can generate it so in a case like that you have to get some of the vitamin c from the outside meaning from from the diet mm-hmm. right uh, now getting back to uh, the, the manufacturing process um, <clears throat> all the herbs that we use are the same herbs that we use for horses for animals by animals i mean dogs and cats and for people we all buy so everybody's using we're using human grade herbs for every for every animal Okay, for every part of our business. So what that means is that the general buying public can take the horse product and use it for themselves. The 
dog product and use it for themselves. Not that I, I would advocate that, and the reason I won't advocate that is because the horse product, because the horse is a much bigger animal, we have to get a higher concentration for horses, right? right. So we we have to, we we so we concentrate that up more, right? So it's a lot more concentrated for the horses than we would have for people, mm. and 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 for dogs and cats is a lot lower. But uh, but after having said that, if somebody was to drink take a swig of the of the horse product, they're not going to pass out and, and drop dead or, or even end up with major problems just because the safety margins are huge. Ah, so if right? a little squirt goes into your sandwich by accident, it's not the end of the world? We don't need to panic? Not the end of the world. <laughs> or, or if you gave your, if the bottle says one one tablespoon for your horse and you and you and the horse loved it so much you got into the bottle and drank all of it, uh-huh. nothing is going to happen. The worst that will probably happen in a case like that is that the horse might get diarrhea, wow. and I stress the word might. Mm. As an example, I use. Um, we had a fellow that worked worked with us. That he um, he whenever he went to give a talk, he was a very nervous speaker. So what he would do was that before it was his turn to speak, he would start sipping on the, the equine chill. <laughs> now this gentleman was roughly about two hundred and twenty pounds, two hundred thirty pounds, right? Now a horse, you know, is about seven hundred, eight hundred pounds, mm-hmm. right? So this gentleman started on, the, on on a bottle, and roughly when it was his turn to speak, he would have drank roughly roughly about 250 to 300 um, ml of of the um, of the chill product, right? And he was good to go. Never had diarrhea or anything like that. So he it, it worked on him at that level, but. To, to address the safety margin, the, for that same product on a horse, we roughly say anywhere from 60 cc's to 120 cc's before people see the effects. Yeah. Okay. So he was drinking like three times the horse dose, no, no ill effects. Oh, amazing! And and right? was he relaxed? So, he was relaxed. He, he gave a beautiful speech <laughs> <laughs> when it was his. <laughs> so what we could do technically then, but we won't recommend, is we could give yeah. a chill for our crazy mare that needs to relax whilst transporting to the competition. And because yeah. we're shaking with nerves, we can have a little sip as well. And but oh, us both. <laughs> I know many many a rider does that. I have I've known many a rider to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fascinating. You know? um, it's fascinating, Gordon, because you've got such a, a huge range. I'm, I'm going to read some of them because they really are. It mm-hmm. really is eclectic from you know your chill to your healthy horse which is your four-in-one solution um lung flush liver flush immune plus hemex these are all things that as an uneducated equestrian like myself i don't know what i'm supposed to be feeding my horse and what i'm not supposed to be feeding my horse you know i i feel sometimes like all these all these things are thrown in my face of you should have extra joint stuff you should have extra breathing supplements at what point do i say right is there normally an age or a, or a certain kind of type of uh, a point that a horse gets to its life or maybe it's riding a lot or it's working a lot that then I need to start looking at, at supplements? I think a lot of it depends on what you do with your horse, in all fairness. I mean, if you have a farm and all your horse does is stand in a paddock, look pretty, and survey the land, mm-hmm. and he wakes up in the morning, that's what he does. He goes to bed at night, that's what he does. You, most of the times, you probably do not need to supplement it. However, even those horses, as I, I made that that joke once, I said, "Oh, it's, you know, backyard horses—they probably are okay, no problem." A lady said to me, "You know, even backyard horses have their issues. Mm. And if your horse is an older horse, for example, he's a backyard horse; he's older. He has joint issues. He has arth- arthritic joints, etc. 
they're in pain, right? Now, if you go to the vet, he would give you a painkiller, like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, like a butyrobanamine or something like that. Wonderful stuff, short-term use. But if you have an arthritic course, that is not a short-term use. So the problem with that is is that those type of things will, could cause ulcers mm. with long-term use. Mm. And at that point, you say, okay, what, 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 which poison do I want to, to deal with? The arthritic pain or, or the ulcer pain? So fortunately, we have joint products which have anti-inflammatory herbs which do not affect the stomach. Great. So we have had we've had horses that all older horses that practically live on this with no problems. It it um it controls your joint pain, right? Um, to the point where they're very comfortable with it. So we have a, a number of products there. Now, if you are in competition, right? I know, uh, for example, the racehorse folks, they're always looking for that little competitive edge. So they're looking for something that if you if you have a bronchodilator that opens up the bronchioles, more oxygen comes in, then they race better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have products for that. Uh, during competition for show ponies, I know one of the things that people want to do is to have their ponies nice and calm, etc. So, hence, our chill product works really well for that. Mm. Okay. Um, so, again, depends on what you're doing, right? I, I think most ponies probably will do well with a vitamin mineral supplement formula. Uh, so, we have a wonderful product, which we call Minarec, because one of the things that, that I tell people, during competition, your horses, you will use up a lot of vitamin B1s, B2s, B3s, you know, zinc, copper, all those type of things. It, it'll chew it up because it's working hard. Uh your normal backyard horse, you probably won't need to supplement them with that. But for your comp- competition horse, you probably, it wouldn't hurt to give them that. It's, if you're an athlete in competition at the Olympic level, you will use up a lot more than the guy who, what he does is wake up in the morning, watch TV, falls asleep on, on, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the couch, mm. right? And not do much. Right. So, again, so what, just depends on what you what do with your yeah, horse. Yeah, well, most of mine are backyard horses, Gordon. You know, we're not yeah. we're not a competition level. <laughs> we just like to, no, we but, just like to play, and and I just want them to be healthy. That's genuinely, you know. I do have a few that that have joint pro- problems. They're on Sinuex, and um, you know, the, mm-hmm. the baby, like I said, the yearling, he's now on healthy horse because he had a bit of a worm issue. So, but but you know, my. 10 year old gelding um happy hacker as they were i i just feel like i need the all-round mineral the, the all-round mineral for your happy hackers one of the f- best things you can do for your horse is to use the probiotics oh really and pro- yeah we have a new version of the, the probiotic that that we're selling in canada it'll be coming to england soon it's a brand new version because unfortunately what's allowed in england probiotic wise and what's allowed in canada are different Mm. so we have to change our formulas to to comply with uk rules right but it's going to be equally effective as far as keeping the the tummy happy because one of the things with horses they are very fragile when 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 the gi tract comes comes to mind it's been estimated that roughly about 75% of the horses out there have ulcers or have pre-ulcers, mm, right? So and that's in, the comp- that's in the competition level, right? The backyard horses, probably not as much, but, you know, the ulcers, I mean, the probiotics will help with things like boosting the immune system. It'll help with things like colic, 
right? Um, just, you know, just having a happy gut makes your horse a lot easier, um, a lot healthier. Mm. Oh, well, we've looked a lot of that. issues come from the gut. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and you must have seen an increase in, in your gastro effects for, for the gastric ulcers because I don't know if more horses are getting gastric ulcers or if it's just, I feel it's just becoming at the forefront of people's minds now and it's okay to talk about it. And we, we seem, there seems to be a lot of um, conversations taking place around gastric ulcers. Yeah, there is a lot more because I think it's more it's coming more to the forefront because more and more people are recognizing it in their animal. Unfortunately, horses can't speak to you, so mm-hmm. a lot of it is guesswork. So it, uh, unless you have uh, a real high-end competition horse where you set to the vet and then the vet will go scope, send a scope down into the stomach to, to see if there's an ulcer or not, right? Most people just basically try and treat the symptoms. But again, unless they recognize the symptoms, that's when they'll treat the symptoms. Mm. Otherwise, they won't. Well, they just don't know. They'll just say, oh, sometimes the horse is finicky. He's not eating, etc." But they don't know why. Yes, yeah. All right? And sometimes if your horse is not eating or he's not keeping weight on, that could be the result of an ulcer. And I say could be because there are other issues too. Right. So, but uh, as a first line of defense, if you help treat the ulcer, you might end up with a lot ha- a horse that's a lot happier. So the good news, I guess, what you, what you're saying, um, uh, what you're saying is that we can give these supplements without having to worry that we're going to hurt our horse. So maybe we could Definitely. try it, and you know, if it works brilliantly, if it if it doesn't, then I'm um, not saying we're going to try it instead of calling the vet. That's not what we want to do. But what I don't understand is why the vets don't, or maybe they are recommending. I don't know, but why don't the vets recommend these supplements um, as added strength and yeah. support? In all fairness to the vets, they have not been trained on any of these herbal products. Right. Uh, most vets, um, they go through vet school. They, they teach them the physiology of the animal. They teach them basic physiology, uh, basic biochemistry, basic pharmacology, and their tools. Of, the tools of the trade are usually the pharmaceutical drugs, okay, yeah. um, and or surgery. So that's the basic tools of the trade. Do you have? You do have a few more. What I call the enlightened vets like anything else, who who will use different modes of treatment for for, for your horses. Uh, the, I, I think the, the, those type of vets are starting to increase in number, but it's like anything else. It's, um, you know, it, 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 it's a t- it takes time for some of these things to get into the consciousness. Mm, it does. M- many of these supplements, both as a human and for my horse, I do worry about allergies. Um, one, because I suffer from allergies myself. And also, um, I have a horse that suffers from allergies. It's almost like I need you to come up with a product for allergies. Do you, do you have those? We don't really have anything for allergies per se. Uh, we do have like things for seasonal allergies. This, they are what I call them. They're for symptomatic relief. Okay. Right. There, there really isn't anything out there that I know of or that's been published in the, in the literature, scientific or medical, that, that claims to have to be able to treat allergies. Now, there's the kind of allergies that you're talking about. Are you talking about seasonal allergies or are you talking about food-type allergies? 
I, I assume you're talking well, about perhaps, seasonal type seasonal, allergies. But equally, you know, there are food type allergies, which is a whole other subject, I think, that probably is a bit deeper. Yes. But I, I believe that there, that there may be ways of, um, you know, looking after your gut that maybe could prevent allergies. Because I think my allergies came from hurting my gut when I was much younger, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think I probably caused a bit of damage, which made me then allergic to food. And I'm, I hear that some horses have seasonal allergies, of course, but they also have sweet itch and they have irritation to bites and um, maybe there's supplements that we could give them that could help give their immune it, system a bit of a kick I, I think you're one of your best but because for example seasonal allergies you're right if you help the gut so this is why I say if even your backyard horse who does nothing the probiotics works well now one of the things I have to say about probiotics not all probiotics are the same Okay, um, you know, in your in your gut, there's probably a, a gazillion different bacteria in the gut, and what what makes probiotics work also well is that um, I, I said everybody calls them good bacteria, and I said, well, good. There's nothing inherently good about good bacteria. My standing joke is they don't go to church on Sunday, they don't put extra money in the collection plate. <laughs> the only what makes them what, why we call them good bacteria is because the body can deal with the, their waste products a lot better than they can deal with the waste products of the bad bacteria, okay? But even good bacteria in huge amounts will produce so much waste products that the body will not be able to deal with it. And sometimes good bacteria can become bad bacteria. So so what I what I like to tell people, you, whatever probiotics you, people want to use, they should take something that has a wide number of varieties in in the, in the bacteria. The types of bacteria, not just one particular type. Uh, I know everybody talks about acidophilus as being a good bacteria, but I say to them, if I was to go into the body, take out all of the bacteria you have in the gut and just put acidophilus, Mm -hmm. you'll be sick because there's way too much acidophilus. So what I'm trying to advocate is a balance of the different types of bacteria that you put in there. But probiotics is one of the best things out there for even for the treatment of allergies because one of the things, if the gut is healthy, Right then, the, res- the response to some of the foods that you so get, you you may not get that allergic response, and that in turn will will help out things like your immune response. So even so, like your sneezing, etc., will be will be affected by by probiotics. But it's it's funny because as soon as you say you're putting good, even if it's good bacteria, and you're putting bacteria and they're alive into your body, I think it freaks a lot of us. It certainly freaks me out thinking that I've got a load of bacteria but, that I'm drinking. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't worry about that too much because, you know, when we, when we are young, we are born germ-free or bacteria-free. But as we live, what happens is you you get bacteria from your environment right so and and basically the bacteria you get from the environment is what basically colonizes your gut and that's that's your that's your first location and your environment means some of it comes from mom right and the family etc so whether you like it or not you are living in a bacterial soup all right (laughs) and believe it or not that makes you healthier that makes you healthier, you know. Well, um, I won't have is... to worry about, you know, clearing the fields anymore of the horse droppings and, you know, seeing, picking up the worms <laughs> and things. But but interestingly, you know, I do, I do, I really do believe in this. It's not, you know, 
I think I think over the years it's been known as being a bit hippy dippy, isn't it? About having you know um, herbal remedies and and you know one with the earth, um, and now science is proving that to actually be very very true. Um, and a, a personal experience that I had last week, funnily enough, is there's been an awful bug going around here, Gordon. You wouldn't want to come over right mm-hmm. now, and it's vomiting and it's disgusting, and people have been in hospital about it. So I thought I'm just going to eat lots and lots of broccoli in the hope that it will fight off this bug. And when I tell you, everybody in my household has had this bug apart from me. And every day I've eaten so much broccoli. So I I don't know if it's psychological or I've been really lucky, but does broccoli help? (laughs) It certainly doesn't hurt. But I I would think if you had the probiotics, it probably would be better for you than than the broccoli. Or even things that will boost the immune system. Okay. You know, those would probably help. But uh, the the thing about um, the bacteria, et cetera, it's it's all a balancing act and boosting the immune system. And if your immune system is healthy, right, you can fight off the effects of the the bug, whatever bug that's floating around out Mm, there. And and maybe you are living the... The healthy life, etc. So your immune system is good, and if your immune system is good, probably that's why you know you haven't picked up anything well, yet. Well, touch, touch wood. wood. I'll let you know next week. But ultimately, we want our horses and our pets to be um, to be very healthy. So, Gordon, I'm so grateful for you joining us today. Thank you. If you'd like to find out more about Amiga Alpha Equine, then just head to their website, amigaalphaequine.co.uk. And um, I hope that you're going to come and jump on a plane soon and visit all our vets and give them a bit of an education into supplements and maybe do some talks over here is that something that you're planning on doing or is can i just only hope it's that oh, no 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 that's in the plans it's in the works just as like anything else unfortunately my second name is not GlaxoSmith. welcome <laughs> french so you know there's only so much we can do as a company oh no of course <laughs> but, but in the meantime you run your own you host your own podcasts as well which i think are great so thank you for that education you can listen to gordon chang um on his website amigaalpha.co.uk several podcasts on you're discussing the digestive health probiotics horse health veteran horse horse hydration and winter woes so when you do get a few free few free five minutes um where you're not doing anything gordon a few more of those would be amazing so thank you so much um and and you know and congratulations on the success of the last 20 years and i hope that we manage to make 20 years in the uk just as successful i hope i live long enough for that and (laughs) and thank you for having me on board Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, you can catch previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website. Just head to horsehour.co.uk and of course, Stitcher, Acast, iTunes, Player FM and Spotify. Don't forget, we've got our awesome hacking playlist on Spotify. So if you need a bit of music, just search hashtag horse hour and enjoy the ride. I hope you have a great week with your horse and I'll speak to you soon. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.